Hello, everyone. Welcome to an episode of Coffee Crits. I'm your host, Ann Washington, who's my co-host, Nick. Hey. And here we are with Tanner. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, Tanner has listened in on a lot of our episodes, usually just in the background chilling. But today we have him as uh, one of our guests. It's good to have you, man. Thanks. Is that how we're going to do it? Yep, that's how it's going to happen. That's right how we're going to do it? That'd be the straight man. One word answers. Stop. <laughs> no. You already failed. <laughs> you are. <laughs> okay. Yep, so now I have to talk No, it's fine. Um, so, we're talking about campaigns, uh, running campaigns, and keeping them going, and all that good stuff. Um, all of us here are running our own games We've that have gone on for a while. Uh, Nick, you're... Hero game right now is going on like its second year, something like that. Yeah, yeah. You got a little, got a little burnout setting in, man. Almost. Well, but it's not quite burnout as much as it's. I can end this arc and take a break so I can focus on the next part. Uh huh. um, Which will involve um, something uh, along the lines of Essex Corporation, which you know a lot of people who know Marvel go up. Well. Crap, Essex. Yeah. yeah. So that's about all I'm going to give away about it. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's I'm, I'm reaching a good point to finish the arc. And there's um, a lot of people. And there's a lot of people. And also, our next campaign sounds characters. fun. No, no, I, I I tell people, you know, you should limit yourself, and then I, I myself end up with 11 players. So. Uh, Tanner, <laughs> how long has your game you've been running going on for? Nine years. The same game. Yep. Impressive. Yeah, it's a, it's a feat. It's what I do. <laughs> it's what you do. It's what you do. It's a um, specialty. Yeah. Uh, the current game I'm running at the guild. Uh, we're only a few months into it. Yep. Um, but I've also run longer games. Uh, oh yeah. I have no idea how long the Thursday game is. I don't know. It's shorter than yours. Uh, <laughs> But it's been going on for a while now. About seven. Jeez. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's a long time. But we also did the 5th edition game, and that went on for, what, like two, three years maybe total? Uh-huh. That Something like off, that, yeah. That was about that. So uh, that's a lot of story. Well, we started it when 5e came out. Ooh. That's right, because the 5th edition player's handbooks we had were still the ones that were falling apart in the front, too. Mm-hmm. Man. And when did it come out? 2014? 2013? Yeah, so we ran that for... We, we ran it for a while. Yeah. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. So we... Uh, Correct us in the comments. Sure. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I said... No, but we're talking about stories today. Um, it's... You know, it's the driving force of the games. It's why a lot of people play. I play for a story. You know, I, I love a good tale. I love to be part of a tale, part of a journey. Uh, but a lot of for a lot of times, uh, when it comes to making these uh, these games, there's a lot to think about. Because even if you make kind of like this general story, you you make this kind of outline, and then you put players into it who have free will. And then now, you know, they're doing their own things within it. So uh, I'm going to start with you, Nick. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you, you got your campaign. You, 
how do you take how do you take on the storyline? How do you take on the plot? Um, I often have a, an overall kind of overarching story um, in my mind, um, and I basically I like my openings to be a little open ended. Um, so I'll offer like a couple of different quests with their own little stories. Um, this way, the players have a chance to explore different versions of the same overarching story. Um, I kind of learned a little bit of that from Mike, because he'll have the same thing. You don't have to do every quest. Mm -hmm. um, so when I'm doing the story, I like to have multiple entrances into it. Yeah. Um, this way, it'll stick with the overarching theme or plan that I have, but it'll evolve and grow still, and it'll still feel organic. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of how I like to do my story. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Tanner, what do you what do you think about it, man? Uh, ask me the question again. Okay, so uh, when it comes to planning out your your stories or or your arcs or sagas, as you want, like how do you how do you start with that when it comes to the story and having players who you know have their own random ideas and thoughts? Well, for the first four years, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> And then about the halfway mark, I kind of just took everything that I'd built and tied it all together creatively. So you really didn't have like a giant overarching thing at first then, is what you're saying? No, nope, not really. Yeah. Just every now and then I would create a uh, plot line that leads back to something else that happened in the past. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then it would um, kind of connect. Yep. And then I went ahead and planned out like at, once the halfway point got here and uh you know the the first half was behind me i went ahead and just planned every story arc <laughs> until the end okay so you went back kind of off the seat of your pants putting stuff together and now you kind of have a, a road map yep so now i know where we're going next what we're going to do and there's open gaps in there that I can throw in whatever I feel like at the, at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Hooray filler. Mm, yep. 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 Nothing wrong with a little filler. Right, because, I mean, you don't want everything to be just that main line, you know. It helps fill out the world and everything else. We got a little extra something, something. Let let the players know that other things are happening. Um, yeah. Uh, I tend to do a little bit of both. Um, there are times where I know where the story is going. There are times where I do not know. Um, for instance, our Sunday game, I know where the story is going. I know where it's headed. I know the beginning. I know the middle. I know the end. And that way I can just kind of interject things in between. So I have a complete idea. But when I first started uh, our Thursday game, it was very tough. I had no idea what the final arc thing was going to be. I literally just made different little stories that they would play through. And then eventually just little hints or drop that there may be something else and shoot like uh when that generation ended like their whole final area got hyped up off of like a small detail oh there's this thing yep that's important now and then i made it it became like it worked out really well like you don't have to have it all figured out you know yeah sometimes it's, it's cool to let it organically build up and then you know Sometimes players draw enough conclusions on their own also to kind of give you some good ideas. It's yeah. kind of what I did. Yeah. Um, for instance, like the, the main final villain villain that you guys are going to be fighting in our Thursday game, 
that started off of a random piece of information. Someone found some relic tablet. I forgot what it was. I forgot what it had on it. And so I essentially almost went like Cthulhu with it. And when they went to go read it, it like dealt them damage. And they couldn't realize what the name was. And they were like, all right, we're going to have to go back to this and investigate it later. And that became like a huge kind of thing that always went into the background. No plans at all for it, you know. Uh, but unfortunately, I had to rework our story because one of our people left. And they were like one of the main driving forces of the new arcs. And so I had to completely drop that whole storyline. Like, so it was mm. like, hmm, what am I going to fill this with? Which goes to my next topic. Uh, player stories. Like, they, your players give you a background, give you some details. And that also gives you ammunition to help move story along. Because that's what I did. Until I figured out what I was going to do for the main plot, I just stuck to players. I just focused on your backstory, your background. This is important to you. This is important to you. Until I could figure out what I wanted to do as far as game. You know. So, I mean, Tanner, you obviously have involved our backstories and our game. Like, they're all intergated, all up in there. In the sauce, one could say. Everything is tied together. Everything is tied together. It's like one of those big uh, conspiracy maps that people have. And then you're like, it was all an inside job. Nothing nothing happens that doesn't lead to the final product. (laughs) Very uh, interesting way of doing things. So, Nick, how do you treat, like, players' stories? They got, like, a little, you see a little tidbit in their backstory that you kind of... I look at it, and I try to use what I can. Mm -hmm. Um, But before I get to it, I also try to gauge um, the players' interactivity with the game. Um, Some players that I've had, um, they'll have a little bit of a backstory, but they won't do anything with it themselves, or I'll try to throw out a hook, and it doesn't get... A bite from them um, but other times I've had players that you know they're waiting for it and as soon as it happens they jump that, on it. they jump on it so I kind of try to read the uh, <clears throat> read the room first and then I kind of go okay whose personal story would fit best with the way the story's going right now um, so that they can get the spotlight because everybody right. likes having the spotlight hey, it kind of goes back to backstory uh, as a player I'm always hyped to see something that I wrote in my character's backstory in, in, in the world Like it feels good to know that what you made matters to the world and things oh, yeah. that happen to it um, overall like I just <clears throat> like, I, like you said before I also tried to do it uh, but I've also had the hook dropped many a time Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of you reel it out there, and you're like, "Yeah, here, here, here it is, here it is for you. Uh, it's important." I got nope. you a dollar. <laughs> got, you got to be quicker than that. You know, but you you got to do that. Every player kind of wants that. You know, there's some players who don't want that attention. There's some players who just yeah. don't, you know, some players who rather just watch other players. Yep. Yep. Which is nice. I mean, yep. everyone finds fun their own way. So you know, hey, maybe some people don't want to be like that center. You know. Um, I've come to realize now that there are certain players who, when they're put in that spotlight, they, you know what I'm saying, like they either, they do, they do more things when they can just be in the background and do the things they like to do. And then sometimes when you put them in that like center stage, cause it's your moment and they're just kind of like, yep, here I am. Here it is. There it goes. Because you know, the gold. yeah, so, <laughs> so it's not, it's not definitely meant for other players. Now some players like revel. Revel in it, revel in that story kind of mm-hmm. moment, the intrigue and things like that. And I try to drop 
things in story that appeal to everyone kind of deal. Uh, some groups is easier than others, you know, like, uh, at our table, we, you guys, you guys pick up everything. You, you pick it all up. You, 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 uh, you leave no crumbs on the table. It's like everything's like either categorized or held onto, uh, you guys just don't let it go, which I mean, it's a great feeling. I know that, you know, it's very rare for drops or information or little hooks like that with you guys to get left to the wayside. You can't leave anything undone in the first playthrough. <laughs> yeah. That's how you guys gotta treat the... I mean, it's what we do, man. It's like it's one of those things. Like, we, we, we want to do it all. I think that was a very much a shock to Mike. I think he really wasn't expecting that kind of uh, play from us. Yeah. You didn't warn him. You didn't yeah. warn him that we jump on it all. Oh, yeah. You know, we're, we're like, you know, one of those games like... Maybe a little less would have been more. Yep. And now, what we were, what, what do we finish on? Level, uh, what are we, level 17, 18? We still and have to get to Valhegan Graveyard. And we still have to do all kinds of stuff. Stuff um, that was really fun. strong. Like, and we had side arcs. Level 8 stuff to We do. had side arcs that we produced ourselves. From our own actions. From our own actions. The whole Levy Ventress arc in the plains, and then the other arc... Oh my goodness! Like we, like we tried to get back, and it just kept going, just spiraling yeah. out of control. Yeah, I thought we were on the main main story. Yep, it seemed important. I was pretty sure <laughs> what we were doing was leading to the end game. And uh, turns out, we just went really far parallel to the beaten path, um, and sometimes far enough away from it that you couldn't see it anymore. But we were having fun, so... Yeah, yeah, you know, sure, sure. If you're having fun, then let the story go on. Ah, oh, that dungeon, though. Goodness gracious, that it dungeon. Was, it was a treat oh, and a terror was, at the same was, time. I've, uh... I've never experienced uh, dungeon horror uh, before, but now I know. When people talk about dungeons that take, you know, all the effort you have to get through them, now I know what they're, now I know what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. When I read those stories and... Oh, this dungeon. I'm like, hmm, Mike. Yep. <laughs> you taught me something. Yep. Yep. Salute to you, Mike, in your dungeon. Indeed. <laughs> but, uh, Tanner, uh, just, just kind of go to yeah. you, because I mean, like, you... <laughs> is, uh, is everything all right? Yeah. <laughs> what's, uh, what's, what's up? You just made that really audible. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay, what was that? Tanner. Hello. Uh, <laughs> why? You only you run for me and Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Marshall have like, like two some characters. We got we have multiple characters. Too many. Well, that's something we can talk about later. With NPCs and too many. I think I think Marshall has uh, the worst of it though. Uh, yours is pretty manageable. Um, it's because I started passing it off. <laughs> For combat, yes, yes, you did, yes, you did. Uh, but um, you know, you, you seem to pretty much have us down. I mean, after nine years, you know what our character is going to do. You know how we react to stuff. Yeah. And it comes like you, you know that. Oh, this thing is here. This character will probably do this about it. You know, you pretty much got us down pat after this time. Player choice in free will is an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> Also, not wrong. Now I have to edit that out, so. <laughs> uh, let me do a marker. Kind of get rid of that. No. No, it stays. 
I mean, there is that kind of thing when it comes to story. Like, if you have a character who constantly goes out of their way to save people in trouble, then you know that if this situation comes up, you have a good idea what they're going to do. You know, if you got someone who's always spoiling for a fight, and this is kind of, this appeals to them in that way, that's what they're going to do. If if your character, if... If your player's characters has pretty much made it known what they do, what what they're going to do in any situation, then it's really easy to make this railroad that you're on look like a sandbox. Yep. Are you saying that the tracks are hidden within the sandbox? That's exactly what I'm saying. I need you to stop. Yep. I need you to stop. You can't no. see the glances. I look at the mic that's recording our every word. No, yeah, but for he, real though. He's right. No, there's there's plenty of times where, I mean, where yeah, the DM can do that. The illusion, I mean, because the illusion of choice is a real thing. Yeah. At least one person in, in most parties is going to be uh, the super goody good. So when I mention that... Are you sure, Nick? Mentions, yeah, Are depends, you sure, all right, Nick? All right, for, for a good chunk of the groups I've had, at least. Because <laughs> you're there's always group. a person. Yeah, well, that last group Alex still, still, uh, uh, oh. God bless his soul. Yeah, we don't um, have the paragon of paragons. Yeah. We miss you, Alex. Love you, Alex. Um, but, you know, because when... Life, when, the chaotic evil. When one of the... <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Um, but you know, like it's easy to pull in a certain group. Um, you know, with uh, these children are missing, um, when you've got at least one good person in the group, because yeah. they're going to be like, we got to find them. Yeah, yeah, you go. Yeah. And yeah. it leads to something. You know, all I have to do is say, oh, there's these bounties. You've got this, this, the one with the kids, this. Oh, what was the one with the kids? The the main story one was like the first one, but I I I always usually can read from from for the most part when they're going to go for that kids arc. Yeah, because you want to know. Yeah, kind of know where they're going, and it'll still lead back to what you wanted to. What what I wanted, wanted anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's really easy. Like um, there for like in our Sunday group, there's a lot of lawful characters. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and most of you, you guys are all pretty much good guys. Uh, so it's very easy to know. It's very easy to help me plan the story. Um, there are, of course, elements where you guys can do things your own way, but like because you guys are playing these kinds of characters, I know when certain situations are put in front of you, there are more likely paths than others. Yes. You know? Oh, we need to find out about this. Yeah, you guys may ask some questions, grease some palms. You're not going to like grab the innkeeper and take him in the back and start waterboarding him. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of, yeah. you know, it's what you know. That's, that's not everybody. Yeah. I don't know. I've had a lot of waterboarding lately. Well, sometimes you get the player that likes to torture people for reasons, I suppose. And sometimes they need to leave the table. <laughs> Man, who was about to, like, I was thinking about, like, uh, that soldier guy. Like, people were about to start torturing him. And I'm like, wait, we have mind control people. Let's let them mind delve them yeah we don't need to hurt this guy let's just get in his head but we, but then we can't cut his fingers off so break his knuckles <laughs> oh my god uh but hey if that's what you're into power to you yeah uh no well <laughs> no don't condone that don't <laughs> don't say if that's find, what you're into that's find, okay no find a game where, where everybody agrees with you <laughs> there you go uh fyi 
Tanner won't be part of that game. <laughs> You're going to have people saying, Nick Dowden said I can torture people and it's all right. Oh, great. <laughs> great. I have shamed my family. So now everyone knows that if you are in one of Nick's games, you can torture. And yep. it's all right. Yeah, no consequences. Uh, it's do whatever a, you want. He even has like a special torture chart. Oh, yeah. The i got to make one now. The, just the, the graph of just how to game. torture. Yeah. Yes. And a yes. whole module about it. That's terrible. <laughs> module? Yeah. Module? Yep. That's that's not good. That's not good at all. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't, like, I don't know. I mean, there's some characters who play characters more violent than others. Uh, yeah. Which, there are a lot of times where I, I play characters who just won't tolerate that kind of mess. And that's fine. I mean, so, like I said. But what we're talking about is you kind of know what your players will and won't do by yes. kind of how they are, how the players are. Of course, there are times where that uh, that meta will reach his hand and they do something kind of off off the book, but you know, if, as long as the main points get happens, like you really don't have to fuss on how they get there. You know, yeah. I think about it how you know when mass think like Mass Effect where you made a bunch of, of choices and it would affect the game, but you still certain main points still happen. You know, yes, like you know you could either side with this side or this side, but at the end you fought this person still. It just depends on whether who you had with you or, you know, who was with you in the end. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like the way we can do games, you know? Like, oh, these are all these different paths to get there. All these different experiences, all these different methods to the madness. But you don't have to really worry about those details. Those don't have to go exactly the way you want. If the end goal is for them to end up in this guy's study, then if they decide to break in, they're still in the study. Yep. If they get an invitation, they're still in the study. There are multiple ways to, you know, as long as they get to that point, you don't really have to feel so um, unhinged when things don't go exactly the path you want them to in yes. the story. Because, you know, these stories aren't like a book story. They're interactive. And we have people doing thinking on their own. It's more than just your mind that's creating the story. you got other yeah. people. So you got to think about Collective effort. Yeah, because it takes everyone to tell that story. You can't just, you know. So, also a thing... Uh, we talked about before about giving players their moments and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I particularly really love uh, getting like those like um, like uh, you know those emotional moments. Yeah. Like set those, but also it requires like the player too though. You know you need the both of them to have to kind of be that invested. Yeah. But those are very sweet, indeed. Yeah. I, I like I, I like those. I like getting those. Um, genuine anger towards a villain. Mm-hmm. Genuine sadness, the, the, happiness. The big betrayals. You know the big reveals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The uh, uh, those those nice endings that just make you feel fulfilled. Those are great. Yeah. Yeah. When you those get those you get those moments, they're fantastic. Like Nick, I'm hundred percent. Um, when we were uh doing our hero game mm-hmm. and we were at the line trying to stop the riot. Yep. When we were able to stop the riot without any violence because every time we've been in that situation it's always ended up in a fight. And like we like that one time I felt like we won bigger without even having to fight than when the times in when they attack and we beat them down. Yes. Just like that moment was just so good. And it, it felt like there was a transition in the game, like to where we were finally starting to win, genuinely win, yes, in the public's eyes and everyone's eyes at that moment. So it had a lot, like it, it meant a lot to me, you know, as as a player. I was like, yeah. man, that was ah, uh, it was it was gold, you know. And Tanner, you've man, 
you, you've done you've done quite a few yourself. Uh, so I'm just gonna tell this quick. It's been nine years. Yeah, you get a few. <laughs> uh, but uh, one of the things that I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, when I made pr- pr- uh, proposed my character to Tanner, uh, I came at him with a, a crazy idea. I was like, Tanner, my character has 20 phobias. Here's the list. Oh God. When he flips out, so what I do, I took my character sheet and I broke up everything available into three parts. So it was like every part was like a partial part of a character. So once he flips out, I want to be one of these other personas or whatever, and he let me do it, and uh, I was known as like the phob- I was the phobic fighter. <laughs> and so I would flip out and turn into all these different personalities. Some were useful sometimes. Some were really an issue. But let me be this crazy thing, crazy, I don't know who I am type background. I'm looking for these things that have my memories in them. And so for a good year, I there was this guy. And I was like, and for every other hint told me that this guy was my sworn enemy. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, we had meetings like, I remember when I finally got his name, and I just I wrote it down in my notebook. And I was like, yeah, now I know who this guy is. I can't wait. So then when, when the final confrontation comes, I gain another piece of my memory to find out that, like, he was, like, the person I befriended while I was, like, in this organization. Ah. And he was, like, my best friend and did what he did to save my life. And I was like, what? <laughs> wait, but I, I've been ready I've been ready this whole time. You know, like, I, like it took me a moment because, like, man, I, like, I mentally was just like, I can't wait because, like, I think when the episode ended, we had just saw each other. So I was just like, man, I can't wait to roll some dice. I'm gonna hit him with all the moves, mm-hmm. and then it's like, wait, what? <laughs> wait. So then, like, my mind had to switch roleplay gears because I just got these memories back, and it was amazing. Because, like, like, I think his response to me was not, like, he was, like, you know, because uh, I did something that caused, like, a big, like, explosion. And he was, like, why would you do it by yourself? I would have helped you. I would have been there for you. Uh-huh. I was your friend, damn it. And I was just, like, yeah. oh. You know, it, just, it, uh, it got me so hard. Like, it was really, it was really, really great. Those, those moments, man, like, ah. Uh, that one the most, uh, that was one of the biggest ones, though. I think, that was a good yeah. reveal. Yeah, I think my the favorite one I had was uh, as Crawlis getting up in age. I take my armor and weapons out for one last ride, and you gave me the ride of a life. I'm not even gonna lie, dude. I uh, I was fidgeting hard. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, if, yeah, y'all don't know when I when I'm feeling emotional or I feel like I'm gonna tear up. I like to I fidget to try to take my mind off of it, and it was you got one out of me. I appreciate it. <laughs> you got you got that one manly tear out of me. Yeah, it was, and I was like, that was that was it. That was probably yeah, his, my favorite his, moment. Yeah, his last ride, mm-hmm. like his like essentially went on like a wild hunt with all of his old friends. Yeah, and it was it was uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Like, I don't know that that moment, uh, like especially with the like the whole with the betrayer. Oh yeah, and him being your friend and stuff, and like you you all, because like the I had it written that you were gonna slay him. And then you were like, I'm going to try to save his soul and redeem him. And, like, I didn't, that wasn't my plan. That was something you did. But yeah. I just thought, how much more meaningful would it be if he was able to save his friend who was, who's like, who was being corrupted by a, a devil? Yeah. And, like, 
You know, then we, you know, so I was like, oh, I don't know how I want to do this. You made a deal for a soul. And then we just made up some rules on the spot. You guys did some rolls, some checks. And it ended up being a really great moment. So sometimes those kind of come out of like anything. So you got to just kind of let them, let them come as they, as they go, you know. And they're, they're, they're special for that reason. I actually may at, um, at the Carolina Game Summit, I think I'm going to, because I'm bringing my recording equipment with, with me. I'm thinking about maybe taking one of the little side rooms and have people like tell their D and D tales, and, oh, like that, turn that it, and then turn fun. it into a uh, one of the casts, just people just telling us their D and D story, like mm. their favorite D and D story they've had. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. You're gonna have a lot of murder hobo videos. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what I get. I have no idea what I'm gonna get, but I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, man, would you like to tell your your favorite D and D story you were in?" Yeah, this one time I went into a bar and the innkeeper gave me a funny look, so I cut his head off. I hope, dude. No, I mean, if I get those, I'm still gonna put yeah, them up. If you don't get at least one, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't a trip. No, yes, yes. <laughs> you gotta hit the full spectrum, baby. You gotta, you gotta get it all. Otherwise, That's it. It's I rolled to decapitate, and I got a natural twenty. Oh, oh, I forgot about it. Uh, forgot about him. <laughs> we had a guy, and we were playing a game, and he just had two swords, and he was just de- his his every attack roll was I decapitate. And he critted every time he said it. Amazing. And they were like grunts, and his things did way more than enough damage. And I was like, yep. He's like, yeah, I decapitate this guy too. Decapitation. Natural 20. I decapitate this guy. He did like five guys in a row. Five 20s, just cutting heads. Cutting heads. Cutting heads. That's like something out of the Expendables. It it, it was ridiculous. (laughs) It was kind of ridiculous. But I mean, because, like, from what I understand, like, old, like, you know, D and D's become less. It's come less crawl and more story. You know what I mean? Which is good. Yeah. And well, f- to me, it is. Yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, like, there's a lot of people who like the the crawl, the older style of just like yeah, it's a dungeon. The crawl, the the looting, Diablo ish. Solving kinda. the traps. But like most D and D now, people want is they 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 want the background. They want the story. They want the epic adventure they want their Iliad you know what I mean and, and I, I think that that starts to show as we get older we see people our age who are more fulfilled by the story um, but a lot of people who are new to it you know they're having fun doing the dungeon crawl and I, I do feel like a lot of newer players um, starting off enjoy that dungeon crawl a lot mm-hmm. um, and then as they grow as a player or even DM um, at some point hopefully everybody gets a chance yeah um, you start to try. appreciate uh, the story more and the role play more mm-hmm. over the combat. Yeah, um, I know personally as a storyteller, it's something I've had to work on. Is I've had to actually add more crawl. Like I felt like I, I didn't have enough. You know, like I wasn't doing enough done. Like I just because it's, it's more difficult to run just this uh, a dungeon game from like the Gygaxian era than it is to do a regular D and D game now, where it's just a lot of role play. Yeah, yeah. Because those dungeons are complicated, man. It takes a lot of work to build a dungeon. Like dungeons, yes. you could, you dungeons could sit here. You could sit here for seven hours making a dungeon every week, or you could just think about uh, uh, an idea for roleplay that you want in your head. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, yeah, then, and then let the players help you build that. And then yeah. you got Mike. Yeah. Yep. And then you yeah, got who, else. who can do freaking both? Yeah. Uh, um. Lately, I've been, I've been, like I said, I've been, I've been making more dungeons, but my dungeons tend to be a little bit more simpler in nature. Uh, I've been, like, you know, usually adding better, more gimmicks slowly and surely. 
Um, I can't. Make I do open dungeons now. Like uh, I'm like, especially in this game, I've done a lot of more open dungeons. We had the Burning City, that was a dungeon. You know, uh, the Marsh, that was a dungeon, but you know, more like an open. I kind of like those more. Yeah. Kind of like instead of like your traditional like underground dungeon, I gotta do more of like an open space type deal. I also like dungeons that are like different, like kind of dimension planetary door. Those are kind of cool as long as there aren't sigils with numbers <laughs> on them. Love you, Mike. That you have to find in a certain order, and there are like twenty six of them, that and it takes nine six months to nine months to do. That's real time. But that's, man, that's real time. But man, when we finished, it was the biggest weight off of our shoulders. Yeah, it, oh. it, it, it felt like being alive again. Like, Plus, my bad guy, my character got to become a bad guy for other things. You were already a bad guy. Yeah, but then I became a notable bad guy. And it blew me, blew me away. I was like, oh no, it was me, Austin. <laughs> it was me all along. Oh no. But, you know, there's different aspects to the story. We probably should do a video on just dungeons, dungeoning, the dungeoning itself. You know, we definitely <laughs> need Mike for that one. I'm, I'm not oh, confident yeah. I, can, I can do that show without him. Yeah, I can't make dungeons in my game. Nah, man. We're too, it's, it, well, it, it doesn't fit in every game. No. Nope. It sure doesn't. You feel like it's fitting, it doesn't fit in all of them. Like, I mean, you can't really dungeon in a... I mean, you do a facility in the X-Men game. You did a facility where we went through, but it's not really a dungeon. It's more just a place we were attacking. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, people, I got a dungeon. Like, people hey, with superpowers. Yeah. All right, here's this trap in front of you. <laughs> I, I fly over it. I cut the wall. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it's zero point gravity. Never mind. Never mind. We're all stuck now. Right. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. It depends on how powerful you make the heroes, and boy, oh, boy. Yeah. Are we strong now? Yeah, yeah, that, that's a that's definite yeah. thing. Now, my game, the game that I'm getting ready to run for my coworkers. Hope you all are listening, or at least uh, getting to this episode. But uh, they're going to be attacking an orc stronghold, and uh, my plan is to make it um, a basically a, a semi dungeon. Mm -hmm. It's going to have structure to it. They're going to have to go through the whole thing, different parts of it, but uh, at the same time, it should still feel like they're just attacking a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, yeah, that's, there's going to be some secrets. There's going to be some traps. But in the end, you're basically attacking the home base of a military force. Mm -hmm. So it should be fun. All right, that sounds super awesome. So like I said, like uh, we're gonna we're gonna come back to story because we're just talking about kind of story in general. But uh, eventually, we're gonna have to do one just on plot hooks and that kind of thing because you can you can you can plot hook wrong, and I've plot hooked wrong before, you know, and. You know, uh, also, like, pacing is another probably oh, a good thing, yeah. like, how, how you pace a game. Uh, I was going to say, you know, don't start the game with the boss fight, but in our situation, in your game, is a little different, because mm -hmm. he's a boss coming back, and we just got to a new place, and he's like, yep. Oh, you're talking about the last episode? <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're like, hold on, the usual thing is the boss shows up at the end, he literally is facing us off in the very beginning. Oh, the, the very beginning of the arc. <laughs> this guy that we beat like three or four years ago has returned yeah. with uh, cybernetic enhancements. Yeah. Phenomenal cosmic power. Instead of yeah. just, you know, getting this island, discovering the mysteries that it involves, I just said, you know what? He's just going to attack you. 
<laughs> he's just do it. He's here. You're here. Let's get it going. Yeah. He's, he's ready for his vengeance. And something else too is random encounters uh, that yeah. can be covered, but also turning those encounters into plot hooks. Yes. Um, which I recently have done. Uh, when I say recently, I mean within the past couple of years, have done um, using the old man on the road method, and it Who's yeah, the it's old turned man? out. Well, that's, He's never that's a for good me guy. to know and for you to find out, dadgummit. <laughs> Old man on the road. Nah. Quentin Wellesby. It, it's either, <sighs> well, I have two versions now when you bring that up. Um, but uh, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite creatures um, is involved with that. And uh, I don't want to give it away, but maybe next time. Give it away, Once give it away, it give it, it away now. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. So that's us uh, jibber-jabbing about some story stuff. Uh, Thank you for listening. So we had Dunkin' Donuts French Vanilla Coffee. Nick. 19. Okay. So it was you, good. you actually put the you put the uh, we put the, the chocolate cho- creamer the in chocolate it? creamer in it. I don't know what did it. It, it wasn't sweet, like but a it's still mix. Yeah, it was like a chocolate mix, but it, good. it didn't taste overly sweet. In fact, it was just a hint of sweet. But I still got that chocolate flavor with the and the coffee was just smooth enough that it just. I finished my cup like halfway through the episode. <laughs> I'm also sipping at the drinks. What about you, Tanner? You're not a coffee drinker, so nope. So, um, I've still got, like, over half my cup here. <laughs> um, Don't worry, we're not going to make you Well, the thing is, when I drink coffee, I drink coffee at room temperature. Oh, so it was too hot! Oh, yeah, I'm not oh. coming out the pot, so let's see how this tastes. <laughs> <laughs> He's going. He's drinking. Yeah, he, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. he just finished it right yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. got it. Better at room temperature. How okay. better was it? Yeah, I'd give it like a solid eleven or twelve. All right. Your beer degrees with you. Or ten. <laughs> Is it because it's coffee? Huh? I don't drink coffee. Yeah, I, I drink I drink uh, French vanilla cappuccinos from gas station vending machines. Some of the ones where it comes out like cold. Uh, no, no, it doesn't come out cold. It comes out hot, and then I sit around and wait for it to become room temperature, and okay. then I drink it. Okay, okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, I guess it was a high. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? Um, so I also use the, uh, the chocolate with this French vanilla. I had a French vanilla creamer, by the way. Oh, you did, you did. French yes. vanilla coffee. You know what? You needed that creamer. chocolate creamer because goodness gracious, it was good. Oh yeah. I'm gonna give this a solid 19. It was delicious. I wish. In fact, after the show, I have more coffee. I'm probably gonna make me another cup. Well, uh, I didn't want to. I don't. I didn't want to contract uh, type two diabetes <laughs> from the the from, creamer that you the, had from the, the sugar. The creamer and the sugar. Just use less sugar. Like I barely like the creamer was so. No, nah, well, you don't. You don't understand because I would have need had to use. A lot of creamer. Ah, I see. Gotcha. Uh, I don't drink coffee unless it looks like milk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there you go. Uh, so that's the show, guys. Um, continue to listen. Continue to watch. Uh, we are um, going to Carolina Game Summit on the thirty-first yep. and the first. Yep. Um, there's that Friday night into that Saturday. Uh, we'll be running games and doing panels. 
So uh, check us out there. Like I just said, I'm probably going to do a little video thing while I'm out there, audio thing while I'm out there. Um, so just call in and continue. Shout out to our supporters who just keep helping us out. Hey, you're one of them. So, <laughs> yeah, start, yeah, starting to drag on my bank account, so I might just kind of cut back. <laughs> so we need the supporter to replace our supporter, guys. Help. Anyway, so just keep on uh, listening to us. All the plugs are coming in afterwards. Uh, oh, there's one more thing I want to say. Nick. Yeah. You are DMing professionally now. Yes, sir. Um, I'll be doing it. Um... At somebody, uh, as we get information, uh, gonna, we can post a link to my uh, Facebook underneath yeah. the uh, yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, I'm basically going to be running uh, at a rate of uh, $10 an hour for the session. Um, so the more people you have in your group, the better it is for everybody else. And uh, as I continue to grow, I'm going to get all kinds of different accessories. I'm going to build up, and uh, it's going to become a real uh, a real big thing for me. Thank I'm you. looking to go into the... Uh, into the coming uh, near future, hopefully. Uh, have you have you quit your day job yet? Oh, not yet. Soon. Yeah. Soon. Soon. Yeah, man. You big things. So? Big things waiting for him. Yep. So uh, if you I'll, get I'll if you get that. like twenty guys together, <laughs> then each guy only has to pitch in fifty cents an hour for the session. If and I Nick can run said, that session, Nick said he doesn't have any limit to the number of players. Oh, is that what I said? Oh boy! All right, here we go. But yep. So keep that in mind, and remember, guys, the quest never ends. Except for Tanner, right now, you little shit. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Ah, good times. Yo, I'm about to get another cup though, seriously. Here I go. Thanks, guys, for listening. You can follow us at DM World at 9029 on Facebook. And you can follow us on Twitter, DM World 9029. Please listen to us again. Hope you enjoy. Remember, guys, the quest never ends.